0: Good afternoon, I'm Carmina Constantino. Dateline Philippines begins right now. Thanks for joining us. U.S. President Donald Trump blaming China for the COVID-19 pandemic before world leaders. This as the coronavirus death toll in the U.S. surpasses 200,000. We'll get to that in a bit. But first, President Rodrigo Duterte calling on world leaders to ensure all countries will have access to a COVID-19 vaccine. Duterte also raising his administration's human rights record and the Philippines' arbitral victory in its maritime dispute with China in his first ever address before for the United Nations General Assembly. Anjo Magawisan with her top story.
1: In his first ever address to the United Nations General Assembly, Philippine President Rodrigo Duterte echoed the call of developing countries in the race for a vaccine against COVID-19.
2: When the world finds that vaccine, access to it must not be denied nor withheld. It should be made available to all rich and poor nation alike as a matter of policy. The COVID-19 vaccine must be considered a global public good. Let us be clear on this.
1: Duterte said the Philippines would do its part in the pooling of global resources in responding to the pandemic, expressing the need for unity amid what he called the biggest test the world has faced since World War II.
2: While each nation has its own strategy in fighting the pandemic, what the world needs are coordinated international plans and efforts to pursue a common purpose. We can call for a global health agenda with enough resources and policy space for the World Health Organisations. We need a WHO, that is quick to coordinate and quicker to respond."
1: Citing the Philippine government's efforts to bring home more than 345,000 overseas Filipinos affected by the pandemic, Duterte reminded countries to promote and protect the rights of migrants regardless of their status. The president also called on other leaders to make good on their commitment to fighting climate change and to honor the Paris Agreement.
2: The same urgency needed to fight COVID-19 is needed to address the climate crisis. This is a global challenge that has worsened existing inequalities and vulnerabilities from within and between nations. Climate change has worsened and the ravages of pandemic. People in the developing countries like the Philippines suffered most. We cannot afford to suffer more.
1: Meanwhile, Duterte raised the Philippines' victory in a 2016 arbitral award by a UN-backed tribunal in the South China Sea. Despite previously stating he would refrain from challenging China's claims in the disputed area.
2: The award is now part of international law. Beyond compromise, and beyond the reach of passing governments to dilute, diminish, or abandon. We firmly reject attempts to undermine it. We welcome the increasing number of states that have come in support of the award and what it stands for, the triumph of reason over rashness of law over disorder, of amity over ambition. This, as it should, is the majesty
1: of the law." He also defended the Philippines' human rights record under his administration's anti-drug campaign, one of the issues which has led in the past to Duterte's pronouncements against the UN.
2: The Philippines will continue to protect the human rights of its people, especially from discords of illegal drugs, criminality, and terrorism.
1: Duterte expressed openness to engage constructively with the UN on this issue, as long as the body respected objectivity, non-interference, non-selectivity, and genuine dialogue. He called out groups that have allegedly weaponized human rights in an attempt to discredit his government, which continues to enjoy high public approval.
2: These detractors pass themselves off as human rights advocates while preying on the most vulnerable humans, even using children as soldiers or human shields in encounters. Even schools are not spared from their malevolence and anti-government propaganda. They hide their misdeeds under the blanket of human rights, but the blood oozes through.
1: Duterte stood behind the controversial passage of the 2020 anti-terrorism law as proof of the Philippines' response to terrorism and violent extremism. The president also reiterated the country's commitment to upholding treaties against nuclear, chemical, and biological weapons, increasing its role in UN peacekeeping, as well as keeping its doors open for refugees, and issued an appeal to end conflict.
2: When elephants fight, it is the grass that gets trampled flat. I therefore call on the stakeholders in the South China Sea, the Korean Peninsula, the Middle East, and Africa. If we cannot be friends as yet, then in God's name, let us not hate each other too much. I heard it, once said, and I say it to myself, complete agreement.
1: Duterte is the seventh Philippine president to address the UN General Assembly, which is now in its 75th session since the UN began with the Philippines as a founding member. Andrew Bagawisan, DBS cbn News.
0: Former high-ranking government officials lauding President Duterte for finally raising the arbitral ruling before the United Nations General Assembly. Former Foreign Affairs Chief Albert del Rosario and retired Senior Associate Justice Antonio Carpio both re- make that both commended the president's speech, calling the move heartening. They, however, hope the president will now push for action and continue to invoke the arbitral ruling at the international stage.
3: By invoking the Arbitral Award, the President has acted more faithfully to our Constitution, which mandates him and our military to secure our country's sovereignty and protect our lands and seas. The next step is for our President and his administration to put in reality the invocation of the Arbitral Award. Our government should work earnestly. To get the support of more countries so that the arbitral award will be raised more emphatically next year. All Filipinos should now unite so that the world will help our country enforce the arbitral award against China. Let us not allow this opportunity to be put to waste.
0: Del Rosario Carpio and former Ombudsman Conchita Carpio Morales have filed a case against Chinese leader Xi Jinping before the International Criminal Court for Supposed Crimes Against Humanity in relation to Beijing's claim in the South China Sea.
3: We are holding China accountable okay. for its unlawful actions in WPS. Basically demand accountability from China on loss of livelihood and food security for our people. Mm. Now, if our case on crimes against humanity prospers, uh, warrants of arrest would be issued against President Xi Jinping and others to prevent them from traveling to ICC states.
0: A Filipino senator also lauded President Duterte's affirmation of the Philippines' 2016 arbitral victory against China, before the United Nations. Senator Panfilo Lacson believes Duterte's pronouncement should now erase doubts on where he stands regarding the West Philippine Sea issue. He says Manila is no longer a slave to Beijing. Philippine Foreign Affairs Secretary Teodoro Loxin Jr. insists Duterte was never a slave of China, but to the reality he inherited. Loxin says Beijing had already claimed parts of the disputed waters when Duterte assumed the presidency. Loxin instead blamed former U.S. President Barack Obama for supposedly handing over the Scarborough Shoal to China. U.S. President Donald Trump uses his platform at the U.N.'s General Assembly to blame China for the COVID-19 pandemic. In a pre-taped speech, Trump accused China of failing to inform the world of COVID-19 in a timely manner. Trump adds the U.N. must hold Beijing accountable.
3: We must hold accountable the nation which unleashed this plague onto the world, China. In the earliest days of the virus, China locked down travel domestically while allowing flights to leave China and infect the world. China condemned my travel ban on their country, even as they canceled domestic flights and locked citizens in their homes. The Chinese government and the World Health Organization, which is virtually controlled by China, falsely declared that there was no evidence of human-to-human transmission. Later, they falsely said people without symptoms would not spread the disease. The United Nations must hold China accountable for their actions.
0: The Trump administration has launched a global campaign against China, pushing back against Beijing's claims in the South China Sea. The U.S. has also warned nations about accepting China's offer to invest in infrastructure. UN Secretary-General Antonio Guterres says the world must do everything it can to ease the rising tensions between the two superpowers.
2: I appeal for a stepped-up international effort led by the Security Council to achieve a global ceasefire by the end of this year. We have 100 days, as I said, the clock is ticking. The world needs a global ceasefire to stop all hot conflicts. But at the same time, we must do everything to avoid a new Cold War. We are moving in a very dangerous direction. Our world cannot afford a future where the two largest economies split the globe in a great fracture, each with its own trade and financial rules and internet and artificial intelligence capacities. A technological and economic divide risks inevitably turning into a geostrategic and military divide, And we must avoid these at all costs.
0: The COVID 19 death toll in the U.S. exceeds 200,000. That's the highest in the world, and the numbers are still climbing. Coronavirus fatalities in the country near 770 daily. The University of Washington's Health Institute also predicts the COVID 19 death toll in the U.S. will reach 378,000 by the end of 2020, as more schools reopen and the cold weather sets in. But experts believe the real death count could be even higher. Here's the latest on the NBA playoffs. The Denver Nuggets earn a breakthrough win in the West Finals against the Los Angeles Lakers. Unlike in Games 1 and 2 of the series, the Nuggets didn't need a come-from-behind effort in Game 3 with a masterful 114-106 victory. Denver's 1-2 punch, Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray. Played excellent once again. Murray nearly had a triple-double with 28 points, 12 assists and 8 rebounds, while Jokic added 22 points and 10 boards. LeBron James had a 30-point triple-double for the Lakers, who still lead the best-of-seven series 2-1. And that'll do it for today's edition of Dateline Philippines. Thanks for joining us. I'm Carmina Constantino. You can watch highlights, recaps, and exclusive content of our shows online. Subscribe to the ANC YouTube channel, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Twitter. Stay safe, everyone, as you stay with us here on the news channel.